episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, the show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Uh... What's up? (laughs) It's December. (laughs) We're done with Cannibal Month. That was cannibals, yeah. That was fun. That was a fun little was. trip. Honestly, I was a little nervous to do cannibals. I thought there would be pieces of shit, but it was fun. We had a, a decent run. I don't know if we could do it another year of it. <laughs> I think we'd start running we, pretty low. We, could do, we didn't do the two big ones. Well, yeah, I know, but it also in our brains we did somehow, so we'll have to <laughs> dig a little deeper on that. <laughs> Just like every also other true. movie. You know, we got an email from someone. Oh, gosh, I wish I remembered her name. She sent us an email. It was a very nice email. And she mentioned, what's that movie, Terror Train? Is that the one where God and the devil are on the train? Terror Train is the one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, No, it's not that one. It's, oh, my God. Night Train to Terror. Night Train to Terror. I don't think I've seen that. Oh. It's, we did an episode on it. <laughs> Joe, she was like, you should do this. And I was like, I looked through all of our episodes. It's not there. I don't know why else I would have watched this. It's not on my letterbox. I've seen this fucking movie. It's about, I don't think it's, it's a rock band performing on a train. I don't know if this is a spoiler was- or not, but God and the devil are steering the train. <laughs> Together at the same time? Yeah, they're on the same train. I don't know. Something like that. Satan and God are definitely there. Richard Mole's in it. Yeah, I, I have not. I have not seen. It. <laughs> it's 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 like a it's like a what do they call it? anthology. So anyway, but anyway, that just ah, goes these, to show you these things look like shit. I why let's do this next week. Terror tra- night train to terror. Classic winter movie. Classic winter flick. Yeah, so anyway, the the point is, I don't know what we watch. I don't know what we do. <laughs> we, we're just getting by here. So yeah, we could do whatever. We could... <laughs> Let's do all the cannibal furrows. Let's do it just four times in a row. Done. So we got our chilly little snowbound Christmas month. Yeah. A schedule full of wintry themed horror movies starting with 30 days of night this week good choice for a winter theme not a good choice for a movie but a good choice for a winter theme (laughs) i agree my friend thank you so yeah so i have never seen i have never seen 30 days of night it's always been one of those ones so so i think the idea the concept behind this movie is actually fucking genius (laughs) The Alaskan town that doesn't see the sun for 40 days. Right. Why wouldn't vampires go there? That's fucking brilliant. That's fucking amazing idea. Amazing idea. Yeah. You can't wait it out. Any other vampire movie, you could just wait it out till dawn. This one, 
You have to wait 30 fucking days. It's fucking right. genius. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't want to, I shouldn't say I hated it. I don't want to start off too strong. I really I didn't like it. it. I, I really I did don't. not like it though. Yeah. Okay. So if you're, people are wondering why I'm flustered, I voiced to a, to a select few of people who like asked what I was watching or what we were doing this week. I was like, I don't really care for this. And I've seen, I saw it in theaters, didn't care for it then. And I was halfway through it. I was like, I still don't really care for it. And they were mad. They, they, they attacked me personally that I did not like this movie, which I have been super lenient and generous since we came back in 2020. Like I've, I've liked an overwhelming majority of the movies that we watched. So apologies that I don't fucking care for this piece of shit. Josh Hartnett sleeps, sleepwalks through this entire movie. Oh my God. It might crazy. actually be his gimmick. Cause I think he does that. I think I've said that before about Josh Hartnett. It, it's crazy. And then the one scene where he does act is not, it's not great. <laughs> it, it was really bad. Actually. Well, the one time he had to like show emotion, I was like, Oh fuck. Like that's not good. Like that's <laughs> shit. Which speaking of, well, we, uh, let's talk about the actors in a minute. Um, there is, if, if I could just interrupt for a second there, cause you're saying that you don't hate it, but you really don't like it. And mm -hmm. I, I agree with that. There is cool things like this. There's, there's cool shots. There's one like overhead shot. That that's really so sick. I, I wrote that they down. Put that, the camera, that's yeah, amazing. That, that's a great shot. Yeah. Yeah. But that was good. They missed the mark. Yeah. Almost everything else. And so this is based on a story written by Steve Niles, who couldn't get it sold as a comic book, tried to get it sold as a movie. It didn't work. Somehow got it sold as a comic book again, and then immediately sold it as a movie. Once the movie studios were like, oh, you got a comic book? Okay. Like, let's make the fucking movie now, which is fucking nuts. But that's how it came to be. So there is a comic book miniseries that this is based on. Also... There's a note here. It said in its Wikipedia, its success resulted in a franchise that followed. And I was like, a franchise? I started digging around. Calling this a franchise is the biggest stretch I've ever heard in my fucking life. Isn't the sequel like direct to DVD? So, yes, that is true. The sequel, uh, the sequel came later. So what they're calling as a franchise is a prequel miniseries that came out in 2007, which fun fact, it came out before the movie and it was just an advertisement for the movie. That's all it was. Cause it literally, it ended the day before this movie came out, October 18th, 2007. So it was literally just a lead in to this movie. That's not, that wasn't based on the success. That was an advertisement <laughs> that was part of their advertising budget. A sequel miniseries released nine months after this went to theater. So also, probably even filmed b before the release of the movie <laughs> and released shortly thereafter. And both of these yeah. fucking things were released on fucking FearNet, whatever the fuck that is. So oh. Oh, I remember FearNet. <laughs> I remember it was like an on-demand thing, but like, yeah. is that all it was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that and uh, Chiller, right? It was, it was, Yes, there were two separate entities at one time, weren't they? And yeah, they, they combined. Then they combined. Yeah, I was reading about it. Probably because the CEOs are both were like, "We can't. This this was a terrible idea." We're both tanking. We might as well just make <laughs> one tank. Totally, dude. Remember the, like how on demand used to work? That was so crazy. I wish we could show 
fucking kids that didn't have ha- like grow up with that what on demand look like yeah with like the menu through your cable box that <laughs> was so fucking bizarre before streaming and then of course the true sequel which went straight to video called dark days where stella comes back and i wrote down the fucking synopsis here because it's just out of control Estella mourns the passing of her husband one year ago when he sacrificed himself to save his neighbors from the vampiric massacre at Barrow, Alaska that nearly decimated the population during its annual month-long darkness. Nearly? That's another issue I have with this movie, but we'll talk about that later. But the, They're all gone! <laughs> Through her grief, she travels the world attempting to convince others of the supernatural events that occurred in her town resulting in her arrest and questioning of her sanity, given the demonic nature of her story. After learning that vampires who attacked Bara were under the direction of their queen named Lilith, she assembles a small team to hunt down her location and end their monstrous reign of terror. Determined to extract exact revenge, Estella travels to the underworldly organizations of Los Angeles with a resolve to find the means of bringing back her husband. Which, by the way, they recast him in this movie, so spoilers, I think she fucking reincarnates. Eben. (laughs) Okay. That's a fucking movie. And taking place in Los Angeles, notorious for its darkness. (laughs) Brightest place I've ever seen. (laughs) The sun never stops shining. (laughs) It's a thousand degrees even at night. (laughs) fucking places melting so anyway that is the uh franchise that or so-called franchise of 30 days of night directed by david slade he did hard candy twilight eclipse that's the third of the six it's not the one with the baseball scene it's not the one with the insane baby doll he also did the ariel's music video for uh system of a down okay for that's a freaky-ass video, that weird little kid. And $30 million budget, $75.5 million box office. And that's all I got, produced by old Sam Raimi. Yeah. He had to get a piece this, of this. Uh, this got a lot of advertisement, at least from what I remember, because I lived in the, in the house off campus that, that year, and not many people that were there liked horror but all of them wanted to see this one for some reason and i think it was because every time you turn on a tv they're they were promoting it it was yeah it was just one of those ones that just got like pushed through pushed hard and i mean 75 million off of the 30 million yeah it's a winner but like it was promoted really fucking hard so i, I don't know if it really was which brings me to the question did this kill josh harnett's career <laughs> And if so, why? It was dead. It really wasn't if you look at it. If you look at it, he he was working, he was doing like a movie a year, basically, but the the caliber of the movie just dropped completely after this movie. Like, he kept working after this, but like, this was like the end. This was like his last. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm with you then, because, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. He was like the next big thing when, when Black Hawk down and Pearl Harbor came out the same year mm-hmm. and he had 40 days, 40 nights, 
you know, classic Lent movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, making a movie about Lent. So funny. Is that actually yeah, then he about had, Lent? Yeah, because he, he gave up, I think he gave up fucking for, for Lent. Dude, don't make a rom-com about fucking anything. Actually, I've, I've never seen 40 Days of 40 Nights, but the only reason... <laughs> The only reason I know anything about it is because Paul lived with this guy named Durden, who was like the ultimate, the ultimate frat boy that, that you would see like generically cast in a movie. And I just remember she had like the first two Fast and Furious movies and like every douchebag movie that you would expect a douchebag to have. But then for some reason, 40 Days and 40 Nights, and every time I walked to the room, she would be like promoting it to the people that were in the room <laughs> Beautiful, and he would describe it as a beautiful movie, and he would hold it up and, and point to it like he's Vanna White. But like, beautiful, flick, beautiful, flick. like this guy gave up sex for Lent, and he falls in love. Like he was just like pitch it to everyone. Everyone, everyone that's in there is like, okay, okay. Like, I wasn't planning on watching it at any point in time. But that's so fucking crazy, fucking Durden. That's so nuts. But, but anyway, my, my ramble of that is 2001. He Pearl Harbor and. Black Hawk Down, he had The Faculty in 98, he had Halloween H20 in 98, and then it kind of felt like he fell off, but he did have Sin City in 2005. Dude, Wicker Park was a big one, too. Wicker Park was big. Sin City. The Black Dahlia was promoted big, but nobody really liked it, I don't think. that's. But it's still like, you're still getting cast in a fucking movie. Oh, no, it was a box office fucking bust. <laughs> it didn't make its money back. Yipes. So that probably combined, and then lucky number Slevin. Yeah, with Bruce, right? Bruce Willis. Yeah, that made some money. That made some money. And 30 yeah, Days of right. Night was better probably. than both of them. So you'd think 30 Days of Night would be the one that, like, reignited it. Like, hey, maybe Josh has some gas in the tank. Yeah, but then you see this movie and you realize he doesn't. He didn't help himself out of he did not. That's actually very true. That's very true. But yeah, he it's an interesting it's an interesting twist. I I'm always curious about how actors just fall off like that. It, it's always it's always very I'm always very curious about that cuz it always feels like there's something behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah, I agree. Uh so, then you got Melissa George. Yep. Who's a babe? She's Kathy Lutz in the Amityville remake. She is. She was also in Dark City, which was really long ago. So I feel like she might have been like a child actor in that. But Sugar and Spice, Down with Love, Teristas. She did some movies. She had some movies. And she was a model anyway. So that's that's just icing on the cake. Imagine being a model and then just like getting to act in a few movies. Make some cash and then fucking cash out. <laughs> Teresa's like just jarred a memory. I'm pretty sure that sucked, right? People people did not like that, right? People did not like Teresa's. No, I don't think I did either. <laughs> Anyone cared? <laughs> uh, but again, she has all those movies, and then career falls off after this. I'm noticing a trend. I'm noticing a trend. The man that survived it all, though, was old Danny Houston, half brother of Angelica. Yeah, son, son of John. 15 Oscar noms for John Houston. We should have gotten Paul on to just list off every film he's ever made. I'm sure he could do it. I think he could. He, this guy, Danny Houston, who plays Marlowe, who 
I can't wait to talk about how much I don't like this movie. <laughs> Specifically, Marlowe's voice speaking lines, which aren't, I mean, they're not English, but the, the fake words he chose are fucking asinine. I think they said just make noise, and that's what he did. Like, usually they do, like, linguistic stuff, like, we yeah. want it to sound like yeah. this. This motherfucker just said shit. He did, I, and I'm I'm thinking and laughing to myself about his face because I feel like they used minimal makeup. Like minimal <laughs> makeup. Look at his fucking <laughs> picture. He, he, they didn't. They, it, he was born <laughs> to play a vampire. He, he has was. a face for it. He was, but this guy has was just in every fucking like mid middle tier budget action movie from like the the mid two thousands on. He's just in, he's just constantly in them and good for him. Yeah. He's the ax man on American horror story for people that watch that. Oh, I actually, so, so I agree the words and stuff that he makes pissed me off, but, but I liked his look and I liked, I liked his, look. I, I, I felt like he was probably the strongest character. Are you sure the- vampire Alvin wasn't your, or Ar- Arvin vampire Arvin. Arvin. Couldn't, couldn't. Could not be more sure, John. <laughs> Dude, when I read that his name was Vampire Arvin, I honestly almost turned off the fucking movie. Arvin? What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Arvin. <laughs> Take that shit seriously. <laughs> Writing that down in a script is fucking nuts. Vampire Arvin. No, wait for a long time listener Arvin and Arvin Jr. To, to write to us. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, though, is really good. I think he's he looks really good in it. But yeah, the, the noises he makes are nuts. Like I, there's one in particular where he just looks, he looks at somebody and just goes, mom, 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 mom. And you're like, that's not a thing. You're not communicating. Like, there's no way that means anything to anybody in any language ever. <laughs> like, mom, 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 mom. And then another time he's just like, gah. And you're like, come on, like. What are we fucking doing? That's not communication. Should this movie be two hours long? No. (laughs) No, it should not. I know you need to show 30 days in a movie, but you could have trimmed this quite a bit. You definitely could have trimmed this. (laughs) Also, I know I just said that I like the look of Danny, but now that I'm thinking about it, like vampires have become so hip. Like think of the lost boys. Think of Chris Sarandon. In Fright Night. Yeah. What the fuck? Danny Houston is like a mid-50s fucking mope. He, he does not... Does, he, I actually think he's kind of miscast now as a leader of a vampire gang. Well, they didn't do any favors by putting him in a fucking suit for some reason. <coughs> like, that was my biggest issue with it. Like, I like his face. I don't mind his face. It's the fucking suit. And I think all the vampires are wearing... Like suits and dresses. Sick. Dirty days. It's fucking weird as fuck. But anyway, Marlo. Arvin. Marlo and Arvin just coming, just coming. <laughs> yeah, I just Googled 30 Days of Night Vampires and all these pictures are grinding my gears. <laughs> they're all like, what? They're like, they look like they're coming from a ball. It's, it's fucking insane. Hey, you know what else was insane? Was when Marlo puts his 
fingernail on a record player and plays it out of his mouth. Like a fucking fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. Joe, when he put his finger on it, I was like, if this motherfucker opens his fucking mouth, I will lose my fucking mind. And he does. (laughs) That's nuts. So, okay. So my biggest note that I kept writing down over and over again before we, I guess, before we get into it. I understand suspending your disbelief for a horror movie. Like, at some point, you can't just be like, that's not realistic, you know? Right. But when you expect me to be a complete fucking asshole about it, you've gone too far. You're going just way too far. And it happens constantly in this where you're like, you can't expect me not to look at this and be like, how is that happening? Like, why is that happening? The consistency is fucking awful in it yeah i agree and it has that weird mid-2000s lighting which also pisses me off whenever i see it in a movie yeah oh and it shouldn't be that right when you have a kill those or killing vampires that fucking bit wait what's that guy's name mark mark uh mark boone jr mark boone jr the treasure of this film Yo, dude, he's great. Give me three hours of him and his character in this movie. I watch. I would watch a three-hour movie of that guy getting surviving Alaska with vampires. That guy fucking rocks. Yeah, rocks. Fucking awesome, dude. Funny uh, Tina story about Mark Boone Jr. First time I ever took her to a con. She's like the biggest Sons of Anarchy fan, oh, yeah. and the guy who plays Opie was there with Mark Boone Jr. And I like. I don't care about Sons of Anarchy, so. She paid, or I, I, I paid for her to have her picture taken with Opie. And Mark Boone Jr. comes over and is like, "Oh, hey, you want a picture with both of us?" And she was so nervous to be in the presence of, of the two of them, like this is her first time ever doing any of this. And she just blurts out, "Like, oh no, I only paid for him." So Mark, Mark Boone Jr. was like, "Oh, okay," and just kind of like awkwardly stood there on the side. I was like, "Tina, just fucking say yes, take the picture." And she was like, "What, what, what if they, what if they found out that I only paid for Opie?" I'm like, dude, nobody gives a shit. Just insulted, just insulted Mark Boone Jr. Oh yeah, yeah, the, dude, and he seems like legitimately the sweetest guy. That's like a, re- you yeah. know what I mean? Because like, I love my favorite thing about all of these guys is like these actors that are like hard asses. You forget that they're actors. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they came to Hollywood to be like thespian, <laughs> right? And then they got typecast as like Mark Boone Jr. has not been. Well, how much I say this? has never been cast outside of being like a grease monkey mechanic biker. Like that's just Correct. what yes. he is constantly. Correct. And when we meet him, that's exactly what he's doing. He's just working on a fucking car, spilling oil everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, there he is. That's perfect. Isn't he like the same role in uh, the dark Knight too? Yeah. And interrogates yeah. him like uh, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> or the first Batman, whatever. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about Ben Foster for a second? That's what I was going to, that's what I was, that's what I was going to get to. Yes, we can because, okay, well you start first, you start first and then I'll I'd say ben my Foster's piece. in this as the stranger. Yes. Ben Foster. With apologies to Ben. Actually, no, with no apologies, but Ben Foster might be my, and this is not hyperbole, might be my least favorite actor of all time, all time. <laughs> You like him. Okay, so I didn't know who Ben Foster fucking was. Joe sends me this message while he's watching 30 Days of Night. 
and is like, I fucking hate this guy so much. And then lists off his movie and then like next to it, right? It's like hated it <laughs> or not, not hated it, hated him, hated him, <laughs> hated him. And every movie that he's listing up, I didn't know who he was. I looked him up and I was like, he looks like kind of familiar, but I don't really, he, he you know, he give or take Joe. When he shows up in this fucking movie, I was like, Joe, Joe is being courteous to him. <laughs> yes. Everything. That accent that he's talking in. That pisses me off. The whole, every scene he's in, I just hated every moment he spoke. <laughs> it was insane. The way he looked, the way he spoke, the way he acted, the way he moved, I fucking despise him and he is like that in every movie like he makes he makes my skin crawl and i don't mean that to even be funny I, like he makes me physically ill when, when he's on screen in any movie alpha dog dude when he's angel and, and the x-men the x-men movies oh he's the, angel the original trilogy yeah 310 to yuma he always has a stupid fucking face like he almost he almost breaks the fourth wall in every movie but he doesn't he just kind of tilts his head it's <laughs> like He's like five degrees from breaking the fourth wall every time. And it pisses me off. He, he, his delivery was nuts. And at first, the very first moment you hear him, he delivers this insane line. I didn't even write it down because by the time I was about to write it down, he had already said more than that. And I was like, oh, I hate this. Cause I was about to be like, oh, this is a cool little creepy line with a creepy little voice. And then it just. It immediately goes to like, this is the worst thing I've ever fucked. He's just going to keep talking. Like, like that wasn't just a little bit. They, like, he's going to fucking talk like this the whole movie. It was so dumb and annoying. I hated <laughs> it. And it sounded like the South Park voice for the guy from Pet Cemetery when he's like, but just pitched up. I was like, oh, sometimes that is bad. But like, it just yeah. pitched up. It just higher pitch. God, but that's how he's man. speaking. <laughs> I don't speak to that guy. I, don't the fuck I, I, I fucking hate him so much. Oh, can I? I need the red meat. I'm like, what? I said I want raw meat. This sucked. <laughs> it fucking sucked. But yeah, no. I, I, as soon as I saw him and heard him, I was like, this has to be Ben Foster. Because again, I didn't know who he was. Looked it up, it was, and I was mad and understood exactly what Joe was talking about. I never want to see a movie with him ever again. Ugh, I hate him. Isn't that Disney show Flash Forward with the girl from Firefly? I don't know what that is. That's the deep cut to me. <laughs> is it new or is it old? Oh, no, it's like 98. Oh, wow. Okay. Flash Forward. There you go, everyone. For all the Disney fans out there, which is a lot, so they'll they'll appreciate that. All right, what do you say we get into this fucking movie? Rather not, but... Oh, dude, this first sequence, I texted you that too. It made me, like, inexplicably mad. Like, the very first thing that happens in this movie. Starts off uh, with Hartnett. Yeah. Police officer in town with, with one other person, and they find burnt phones mm -hmm. in the middle of Alaska. And Josh Hartnett is like, He's trying to figure out who, who could have done this. And the other police officer's like, well, it's probably kids, which, which would be a reasonable thought. Right. And he's like, that's inconceivable. They, the kids could never do this. And his reasoning 
is that they would have left a note behind saying like "fuck you, mom" or "fuck you, dad," and that and I, that is just impossible for kids to have stolen a bunch of phones and then lit them on fire. And then he says that in those exact words, he's like, he's like, they they would steal them, but they would just leave them here. If they were gonna light them on fire, they would have left a note behind, be like "fuck you, mommy and daddy." The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) And Josh Hartnett plays Sheriff Eben Olsen. And we got Billy, Deputy Billy Kit Cub, played by Manu Bennett. And Deathstroke. Deathstroke in the Arrow TV show. Oh, okay. We learn. I thought this. Wait, so this doesn't even come back to play, huh? They changed. They're driving around and they change the population to 152 for some reason. Like the population is like 634 and they stop and Harnett's like, you don't have to do that. And Billy's like, well, it's tradition. And he changes the population number to 152. I didn't pick up on that. That doesn't come back, does it? What What was the original number? Like 634 or something. So it wasn't even like mixing up the numbers. Is it just because a lot of people are because a lot of people leave the town because the sun doesn't come up? Oh, all right. Oh, like that's why his ex-wife is there because. Oh once, yes, once, that's what it is. That's so, what it is. Once the last flight goes out, there's no way. Getting, yes. Getting yeah, that's that's what it is. So okay, okay. That's just a little, a little inside joke to the Alaskan people, I guess. Everyone's bouncing. Then we meet Stella. His. Played by Melissa George. She's Joss's wife. They're getting a divorce. And she's also flying out of there today. Apparently just to get away from Josh. I don't know why. Yeah. And from the beginning, you start getting vampire stuff as soon as this movie starts. From the burning phones to random scene right now where a couple dogs get murdered. With a fucking Bowie knife. Which seems odd for vampires, but... Hey. Oh no! They, when you see them. Yeah, the, they have the sharpest teeth and nails. Yeah, and they also there's other scenes where vampires are just going on a stabbing spree, and I I, I just realized that. Mark Boone Jr. shows up. He's the uh, local grease monkey bow, as usual. And uh, Josh has a lot on his plate here. He's getting calls for vandalisms, dead dogs, and his wife being like, <laughs> "Some guy just crashed a giant trencher into my car." Could have murdered me, and now I need a ride to an airport. And she's not even mad when that guy fucking rams into her car. Guy's like, I lost control, dude. It goes like 12 miles per hour. Actually, I don't know who's worse, her for getting hit by it or him for... Uh, I might argue getting hit by it. <laughs> again, again, we always... See it coming from that. Bring in the awesome powers. Yeah. <laughs> the awesome powers. He's like, just, just move. Stop. Slightly. The thing looks like it's coming for you. Just don't. Don't. So Josh is just getting all these weird calls. There's just stuff happening all over town. This weather guy, I don't know, or I don't know who it is. He goes outside and we get our, we see shrouded figures. You think that's all you're going to get, but you actually see the vampires here and they eat him. My first complaint here is the way the vampires eat the people. No one needs to shake like, their head like that. It's fucking psychotic. It's, it makes no sense. Just what does that even do? It would be 
fucking most insane way to eat anything. Just rubbing their little faces in it. Uh, yeah. So again, I know you said like before, you're like, you know, we're supposed to suspend our disbelief or otherwise you're never going to enjoy horror movies. But why now? Why, why did they come? Like, this seems, did they just learn about this? You got to get your fear nut on demand to find, find out, <laughs> find out about, but yeah, no, like there's a, there's a bunch of stuff here that would have been great to explain. One thing you could have done is just that they terrorize them every year, kind of, or something. I don't know, but you've held them at bay or something, or I don't, I don't fucking know what. Come up with something. If we're that, sus- that would have been cool. Yeah, but the characters in this film, until the last scene, are like vampires aren't real. Hey guys, Which your town's nuts. been, your, your city is under siege, and you guys have <laughs> seen it with your eyes. There's a scene where Josh Harnett's little brother in this is like, I can't believe there's vampires. And immediately everyone is like, there's no such thing as vampires, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and like one guy's like, well, you know, we shoot them and nothing happens. <laughs> and like everyone are, refuses to believe. They're holed up and hiding at, in this scene while he mentions that. So they know that something is not normal. Like they're, these are not normal human beings. Not only are they hiding, but they are refusing to speak above like a, a a gentle whisper because they're like they can hear everything they can hear our slightest movements which brings me to my other problem with it which is the classic walking dead issue of consistency with noise and it drives me bonkers because just don't do it just set a standard like a car door slamming that's set a set a standard for us and then that's it you can't you can't be like drop a can of food and then they come and then later like shoot somebody and nobody shows up you know what i mean like right yeah i hate when they do that and the walking dead was like the fucking worst about that like it would like one day would be like if you accidentally tripped on a piece of grass it'd be like oh fuck like a giant horde would come chase you the next one they're just slamming car doors and shit nothing's nothing's the fucking matter so i that shit just drives me bonkers and it it drove me a little bit nuts in this too the the consistency with the noise and and just whenever they needed it it was like you can't say a fucking word you better keep your fucking voice down and then they'll just like go downstairs and start screaming and yelling and talking and then and then even pitching ideas being like we should walk across the street and they're like huh i don't know if that's a good idea Guys, what the fuck are we talking? <laughs> Fucking nuts! The shit that they come to. Uh, They've seen people turn. They've seen people turn into vampires. Oh yeah, eventually they do. Yeah, yes. You're Josh Harnett. <laughs> he ejects. We'll do it. <laughs> I wasn't even. I I, I want to save this stuff for when I get to it, but I I can't help myself. Josh Harnett sees a guy just laying under a house covered in blood. And he's like, hey, man, what are you doing down there? <laughs> a little goofball. <laughs> and the guy's like clearly disoriented and clearly fucking a vampire. Like, like there's something. This guy's one of them now. Josh Harnett's like, hey, bud, what are you doing down there? That's weird. How long you been down there? And the guy's like, I don't even fucking know. And he's like, huh, why don't you get out of there? Come out with me. 
Of course he's a fucking vampire. It's fucking not. Like you silly little goose, get out from under there. <laughs> Laying under a house. Fucking nuts. Anyway, Ben Foster shows up. He is not a vampire. He's like one of those, what do they call them? Normals or whatever. And he, he goes by the name The Stranger. Which I hate. Uh, he's about to come to blows with uh, Josh Harnett over some raw meat. But thankfully, Stella, the estranged wife, is back. She missed her flight. Now she's stuck in town for 30 days. No flights in or out. Which I find hard to believe. But So so I, I, I was trying to find out if that's actually authentic. Planes fly at night. It's fly at night. Dude, Barrow, Alaska... Is where this takes place. It's a very real town with like high schools and you know, functioning society. I really don't believe that they're cut off from the rest of humanity for 30 days where the sun doesn't rise. It seems psychotic. No, it, no, it's it, like the way they portrayed in this is like no one in or out. So if you want to get the fuck out, get the fuck. Dude, they'd run out of food. It's, it's not like there's no Walmart there, I'm sure. It's like, you know what I mean? Like well, you don't have food at yeah. your ever. <laughs> so the class of nineteen ninety nine, like the, the was it like the free zone? What, what do they call those things? Cops, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. If this was, if the, if this is real, what's the difference between that? Like, why would there be any, any? Why, why wouldn't chaos reign if you just cut off from society? There, there's no, there's no chance. It's, dude, the record. Is this in Celsius? Wait, the record high in Barrows, Alaska in J- July. It's the hottest month like 40, of the year. 47? 79 degrees. Uh, that's way higher than I was expecting. The average high, 47 degrees. Yeah. All right. So like 79 was like the record breaking. Like, oh, fucking heat wave out <laughs> I mean, Sean, can you imagine what this felt? <laughs> Average high is 47. You have 79 degrees a day. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. The daily average is 30. Oh, wait, no, it's across. I just want to know all year. Oh, year. The, the, the average temperature for the year is 13 degrees. That's negative 10 degrees Celsius for those of you in other countries, which Spotify Raps has told us it's a lot of you. So there you go. Negative 10 degrees for you guys. That's nuts. Speaking of Spotify Rap, thank you for that share. That shares year after year how your most top listened to podcast. I love saying that. Yeah. That is awesome. I do love that. Sorry, and now I'm just into to Barrow, Alaska to weather. Barrow facts. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I just I can't even imagine these numbers. The average low is eight degrees. The mean minimum, which I don't know what that means, but that's average. That's what I thought. But then we already have a mean minimum is negative forty two point seven degrees. Felt. Fahrenheit, negative 41 Celsius. It got so low, the numbers got close together. Wait, which one's average? Mean or mode? Mean. 
The average snowfall in inches is 45 <laughs> inches. Well. Wait, what's median? Number in the middle. No, for fuck's sake. Why do they name them all with M? I, uh, hey, I don't know. That, truly. Truly. Well, it seems, it seems really nice. They got a little airport there. The roads are unpaved due to permafrost. You know what? Maybe, maybe this movie is realistic. No, they've got like a real... They've got some... They've got some... You Freight arrives by air cargo year-round. Yeah. There you go. There's no way that there's a flight that leaves and it doesn't come back for 30 days. Because it's, it's just dark. Because it's dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it's not because of the storms. It's just because it gets fucking dark. <laughs> Lane service shuts the fuck down. So anyway, they arrest the stranger because he's acting like a fucking weirdo and he starts threatening everyone in the fucking voice, which people are taking seriously. No one would take that seriously in that voice. They'd be like, "This, how did this meth head get in beautiful barrows in our beautiful town? Just kick him the fuck out. Which, which coincidentally is kind of what Hartnett is like once he's in the, the jail cell. Yes. It's like, you don't belong here. How did you get here? Why? Why, <laughs> why are you here? Yeah. And he just says like all this cryptic shit like, y'all gonna wish you'd never lived here. Okay. Fucking idiot. We get some more deaths around town, a construction crew that's just like horny as fuck. They're just like so horny. They get attacked by vampires. Shredded. Just covered in blood. Um, Even the ex-wife, the, the ex-wife is very horny in that scene where she pulls the gun on on the street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Behind. Because then it shoots to her face. She's just like horned up for, for heart. Man. Which is crazy. Did nothing because- Did nothing in this. Did nothing. He should have been horned up for her. Yeah. He saved the day. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and and reminder, she was just about to leave the island because she hates his guts so much. So yeah. <clears throat> she's stuck there for 30 days. Like I she should be miserable. You'd be like, this is my literally my worst fucking nightmare. And <laughs> yeah. she's she's back for five minutes and it's like, oh boy, you got me wrapped around your finger. Yeah, quit you. <laughs> and he's just like, fucking can't barely speak can't tell if he's sleeping or not so josh is like i'm gonna check on gus <laughs> sheriff Quigley. <laughs> it's it's Grigley when he's black out it's just like the like in the corner and just like who sleepwalking at the parties nodding at you winking at you and you're like what, <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> should we I, i'm not gonna dive more into that but it was just it was just this guy that would just you get blackout drunk he was fine enough when he was sober oh we've talked about him on, on have we okay and, and but he would stand describe, in the corner he would describe him as breaking the fourth wall right? oh yeah that's right oh fucking i forgot about it okay so everyone does know yeah same guy breaking the fourth wall like winking at you and nodding at you and you're like what the fuck is happening Sometimes not even at people, just like to the ether, to the camera, to camera (laughs) four, the Truman show, (laughs) the center camera. (laughs) 
So Hartnett goes to check on this guy, Gus. I don't know who Gus is, but he's dead and his head's on a stick. And Josh is like, you want to talk about jumping to conclusion? Josh jumps in his car, drives around town, blaring with the police microphone on the top of the car, being like, everyone lock yourselves inside right now. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, that's fucking crazy to see. It's horrifying. Something bad just happened. But, like, I don't know. Like, maybe we just think about, like, what we found. That's hysteria when you're already stuck. Like, there's, there's no escape. That's and, probably the worst thing you could have possibly done. In a town where you're apparently locking everyone in for, for 30 days, you can't leave. Another thing that drove me nuts in this was everyone calling generators Jennies. <laughs> I've never heard anyone call a generator Jenny ever in my fucking life. A fucking, a fucking Jenny. <laughs> So obnoxious. You go get the Jenny run and dude, stop it. It's Alaska speak because we have to use generators so much. And we just keep seeing townies getting picked off here and there. The stranger attacks Josh Harnett's brother while he's in his cell. Josh shoots him. And we're only 30 again, minutes in. Again. Hey, Ben Foster. The way that he reacts to oh, getting shot. That was nuts disgusting that was nuts and then josh decides to like go out and figure out what's going on josh and stella and i'm referring to josh's character as josh so just deal with it josh and stella go out in their cop car what sorry wasn't stella in the jail when that guy was attacking uh, hartnett's brother i believe so she has a gun is she a police officer does she have a gun yes yes i think and she just stood there. Yeah, because because brother almost died, but the stranger was choking. Him. <laughs> <laughs> also, also maybe deserved because Josh Harnett's brother dropped a plastic board game piece, and the stranger was like, "You might want to get it before I turn it into a key and unlock this jail cell." And the brother's like, "What?" <laughs> and goes to grab it from <laughs> I can't I can't stress you how small the plastic piece is you couldn't fucking do anything with it. Honestly, if he could unlock the cell, Burning more power to it. Read. If I was even if I was hurting it, that was explained to me, I'd be like, you know what? Well deserved. If you can do it, you're you're free to go. I'll let you go. I I won't I won't even I won't even rearrest you. Just leave. Whittling a key that will fit that specific lock to unlock it. <laughs> ah. You've earned it. So you've anyway, earned your freedom. The brother deserved it if he got it there, but he did. But Josh and Stella go out in their car and they are, we're 30 minutes in. The vampires, they, they, Stella like looks in the distance and is like, we gotta go. They get in the car. They're chased down by vampires seemingly miles away. They jump on top of the car and attack. They attack. They Is this the one where they flip over the car? I can't remember. Yeah, this has to be it, right? They flip the car over and the car's on fire. Like, how do we have an hour and a half left? The vampires have won. <laughs> like, I if, agree. If, again, 
going back to like the consistency and like setting a standard and again, trying to make me suspend my disbelief, that's fine. How am I supposed to do that right now? Like they can literally do anything and chase you down in a car in seconds. There's no reinforcement. No, you're right. The vampires have one. (laughs) They have one. We go back to the stranger who Marlowe goes in there and he's supposed to take the stranger wants to be taken by the vampires in turn, but they don't take him. Which is up. <laughs> which upset. Marlo knows. Marlo's her. <laughs> also, so th- how is the stranger even talking to Marlo? Marlo c- can't speak English. <laughs> how does the stranger know them and speak to them? I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> what are we watching? <laughs> anyway, yeah, Danny Houston's the vampire in a suit. His name's Marlo. Anyway, vampires just start going into houses. They're stabbing people with knives, eating them. They all eat the same idiotic way. They play records out of their mouths using their fingernails. But this all results in an amazing scene. And again, we're only like 30, 40 minutes into this movie. It does this over the top, this top down shot of a town being slaughtered in the streets. In the street, and with the snow on the ground, you just see the blood everywhere. You just see blood everywhere. It's an amazing shot. But also, again, I'm going to reiterate: the vampires have won. There, you're talking about a population of 600 that is supposedly whittled down to 152. You know, it might be a joke, but like a lot of people left. There's at least a hundred dead people in this scene. Like yeah. everyone is fucking dead. <laughs> the vampires would could easily this is this is done. This is done. And again, it's hard to suspend your disbelief when it's what's like this, but I'm willing to up until a certain point. Uh, Will to live would would not exist at that point. No. No. Definitely not like hide out. The, the, the when they start hiding out, one guy's like, "We got to just try and go and whoever dies dies." And I think I'm with none them. Of them. None of them have children. They don't have a family they're no. protecting. They're just there. So let's say they win. The town, everyone you know is dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally everyone. I've been reiterating your point. They've, they've won. Yeah. Even if you outlast them. Yeah. We have a few survivors boarded up with Josh. Josh goes out with Stella to look for supplies. Oh, yeah. No, they get another car flipping scene here. And Josh and Stella are devoured in the movie ends here. No. JK. Should have been. Because they are surrounded by 35 fucking vampires. They flip the car. They pull them out of the car. And they somehow escape this. And again, these vampires chase people down in motor vehicle. And Josh and Stella just like jog away. And you're like, oh, that's good. But also, Mark Boone Jr. shows up and plows him to death in an awesome scene. But, the, but he only kills five of them. There's still 15 standing there, letting all of this happen. Fucking out of control. So they decide to go up into this attic. And 
a good scene that could have been better because they only did like one quick scream. A great scene in the sense that they're sitting up there being like, what the fuck are we going to do? And listening to people screaming outside, like screaming for their fucking lives. Everyone's just being murdered in the street. That's fucking intense. This movie had the option to be good. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) They just chose not. That's when Josh's little brother's like vampires. And then everyone's like, what are you, some kind of idiot? (laughs) They continue on their way. One of the lines was like, mentioned before like they don't fall when you shoot them and somebody's retort was yeah neither do i fuck you talking about also they're vampires you guys are very well aware of what's happening you've seen them you just look out the window you can look out the window everyone's being eaten alive (laughs) i would actually be more comforted coming to terms with vampires than than just be like hey people are doing this an unstoppable monster Right. Yeah. At least a vampire, you kind of have a background on. <laughs> which, like, funny, funny enough, is, like, kind of Mark Boone Jr.'s point at one point, which, as much as we're, like, clearly they're vampires, if you were going to go the non-vampire route, Mark Boone Jr. makes the best point in it by being like, how the fuck do we know these act like the TV vampires? Like, because right. they're like, let's shine light on them. And he's like, bro, like look at these things like i don't know if that's gonna fucking work like how do any of us know that we have no idea what's gonna kill them or not and then josh hanet gives this impassioned speech where he says they have two advantages they know the town and they know the cold and they live there because no one else can (laughs) and line of the century delivery by mark boone jr who says yeah right Completely deflating the big speech. Uh, That that speech sucks, by the way. It also makes no sense because the vampires are clearly surviving. They're they're surviving in the cold better than you. They they are adapting at rapid pace. They are doing just fine. Joe, they are outside the entire movie. Meanwhile, everyone else that steps outside is like, I'm going to freeze to death in three minutes. (laughs) When Stella's outside at the end, she's like, well, this is curtains for me. Good night, everyone. We're going to freeze to death in 10 minutes. The vampires have not gone into a house the entire fucking movie. No. They're just hanging out in the stove. They're fucking dead. They don't need to be in the house. The speech sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You get a lot of the, after that, we get a lot of the infighting going on. The old, do we leave? Let some people die. Got the old poor injured person outside. Oh, should we help her? Turns out the vampires are using her as bait, according to Josh Harnett. Well, guess what? They're not because old. old... <laughs> Great idea. I love that. I thought yeah, that's what was happening sure. immediately. That was a cool idea. But as, as literally, Josh Harnett says that, and then it cuts to the girl, and then all the vampires show up and fucking murder her and kill her in the streets. Not fucking bait. <laughs> Fuck, are we talking about? <laughs> And also, Josh, for some reason, goes outside to watch it all. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> the reasons they go outside are fucking nuts in this. And and literally, every time they go outside, right before they go outside, they're always like, you can't fucking go outside. And then it cuts, and they're outside. And you're like, the fuck are we doing? So why are they so opposed to just waiting it out? Vampires haven't found them. Word it up. Well, they, they do wait it out, right? So 
so they do end up waiting it out because we go, we get a few other scenes where Josh sees the guy under the house. That's Josh kills that guy with a fucking hatchet, which is sick. And hatchet, the book is awesome. An old senile man goes outside. And <laughs> that's another scene that was nuts because the senile guy's in the group. And he's like, I got to go outside. And they're like, no, you're confused. You can't go outside. And he's like, oh, well, okay, but let me go pee-pee then. And they're like, okay. And then he goes in the bathroom and they're immediately like, wait a minute. And he's fucking gone. He's out the fucking window. (laughs) Fucking cartoon-ass fucking movie. It's fucking unreal. (laughs) It's fucking nuts. All right, well, just don't you leave. And then as soon as he's in, they're like, wait a sec. He locked the door. But yeah, anyway, that that all happens. But then it cuts to 18 days later. So they did hold up for 18 days in that attic. What, what they do next, though, is the most preposterous thing. <laughs> Cause they're like the re but like, no, you're right. Because they wanted to leave and they were like, we have to wait until a blizzard happened. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess they knew it was coming. And then it happens and it only lasts like three minutes. And then they're like, well, can't leave now. <laughs> they move to like a grocery store and then, you know, then they're stuck there. Yeah. But like also like do you think would you even trust vampires couldn't see you in the snow? Like these are superhuman vampires. I wouldn't even why why what would reason? stop them? Yeah. Why why would you assume that? They're outside the, like you just like you said they're out, they're outside the entire time. <laughs> seems like seems like their natural habitat. And and then that brings me to my other issues like how is anyone even like if you're also the vampires wouldn't you be like the town's dried up, man? Like we I think we're done. I was sticking around to try and find like maybe four other people. Go to, or... the, go to the next Alaskan town. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh yeah. Great Alaska. <laughs> well, anyway, they go to the grocery store. That doesn't go well because they find a zombie baby or a vampire baby. I mean, so Josh Hartnett's brother kills the little little vampire girl, and he has a meltdown. Which, like, sure, but she didn't even look like a human being. I think I'd have no problem with that. She did, and like I, I don't like kid deaths on on in movies, sure. but but it's like this, yeah. <laughs> Blow that thing, Blow that thing the fuck away. She's literally like, "I'm gonna eat you." She like looks at them and it's like, "Well, you're next." Of course, you kill that fucking thing. Kidding me? Storm goes away, and they they're stuck there. Stella suggests bringing the sun early, which means bringing them to a greenhouse. Spoilers, they don't do that. Also, can you explain that to me? <laughs> you explain that to me in, in layman terms? The greenhouse? Yeah. Well, there's lights. There's like UV lights. Okay, but they're not actually bringing the sun. No, she's, she's an idiot. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I was getting at. Oh, yeah, she's, she's not. She's not. She, 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 well, she, can vampires not withstand? Because vampires could be house lights. Yeah, but UV lights. UV lights are different. There's no UV with 
house lights. Takes a very special bulb. You're, but also, you're assuming a lot with the UV light. Like again, like it's, you're assuming it's just UV rays that kill vampires, right? Right. And not like so, yeah. just the sun, right? Yeah, I feel like if, if we lived in a universe where vampires existed, why would we just have lights in our houses? You know what I mean? Like street yeah. light, yeah. UV light. Well, well, because you'd get sunburned in your house. Feel like we could have been. Hey, here, here's my point. A UV light ain't gonna do shit to a vampire, even if you fucking sh- shine it at it, because it ain't it ain't built that's for that. Saying. That's my that's my point. It's not like it's not like a laser beam of light. It's just a fucking lamp, but it has UV in it. How the fuck does that work? We live in a simulation, by the way. There's none of this shit's <laughs> real. None of this shit makes sense. It's all fake. Just an FYI. UV rays that we we make light bulbs that spray it out. What are we talking about? It's fake. It's fiction. We just turned into the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. So these fucking people, they decide to go roast them with the greenhouse. And again, that won't happen. Josh just I don't know why this happens. Josh just goes to the greenhouse. He only picks up one fucking lamp and burns up Marlo's girlfriend. That's it. That's all that happens. And then he runs away. I'm I'm actually not sure what their plan actually was. And then Josh calls her. Josh calls Stella and is like, it fucking worked. The UV light worked. And then he's like, but they're, they just cut the power. And the vampires just cut the fucking power to the house. Right. Why would they? <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? What the fuck was all these scenes for leading up to this? Fucking 10 minutes you could chop out right here. <sighs> oh my God. Again, and you're trying to get me to suspend disbelief. This is just nuts. But anyway, this all leads to, oh, and by the way, the vampires like just walk in and basically are three feet away from Josh and Josh runs out the back door. All of this leads to the best scene of the movie, which is Mark Boone Jr. grabbing a trencher and just mowing down vampires in the street. And not just doing that, at the same time, he's screaming fuck off at them and doing drive-by shootings, just blasting them with a fucking, opening the door and shooting them with a shotgun while he's simultaneously running them over. Yeah. No, you said in the beginning, he is the saving grace of this movie. He's probably, I could pinpoint one thing as to why I don't straight up hate it. It's because any scene that he's in is fantastic. It's awesome. And like this, this is, dude, somebody just make this movie. Somebody just make Mark, a Mark Boone Jr. via Mark, Boone Jr. driving a kill dozer and and murdering monsters and just being like, fuck off. Dude, he throws a bear trap at one, fucking catches it. (laughs) Using using props like that, like, yeah. Why is that not utilizable? You're in Alaska, so there's probably no shortage of bear traps. I know nothing about Alaska, so I don't know if that's true. I just assume every household has a bear trap. 
Usat. Usat. That that's a fun weapon to use against family. Yeah. Wait, can we you know how we've talked about the irrational fears we've had as kids, like quicksand, acid rain? Yes, stepping in a bear trap. Bear traps. Was that not one as a kid? Like I feel like somebody was even like, you have to be careful in the woods. Like there's fucking bear (laughs) traps. Yeah, it was probably fucking Plumsy. <laughs> Plumsy coming to our Plumsy the dragon coming to our classroom, running them up bear traps. And there were like, I feel like there were also like kids' movies where they were like walking, got caught in a bear trap, and you were like, "Holy shit, that just happens!" It, it was it was every single cartoon that we had ever grown up watching, even the ones that had like multiple segments. There, there was like a bear trap per segment. It's <laughs> fucking nuts, bear traps. Yeah, Mark Mark Boone Jr. throws one at a vampire. It's fucking sick. Also, again, like uh, the like they could have gone super serious with this movie, super serious and dark. Made a good movie. They could have gone fucking over the top, killdozer, bear trap, slinging. Mark Boone Jr. would have loved it. Would have fucking loved it. Could have been over the top or icon. Yeah. Ash. Yes. Yes. Uh, instead, we got this fucking piece together fucking thing. It's like, well, let's have him do that now. That seems fitting of so the So glad you're boot. on my side. I, I, I was viciously attacked. A fun fact. I really wanted to watch this movie. This movie's been sitting in my plex for a very long time because it was just like one of those movies. I remember it coming out and I wanted to see it because I loved the idea and just never got around to watching it. And now I did. Thank goodness. Wasting a Wednesday night talking about it. <laughs> anyway, Mark Boone Jr. inexplicably c- crashes the trencher into a house. It's like, whoa. <laughs> like, gets out like he did not mean to do that. It's like, what the fuck? Was, where did that house come from? The vamps are all crawling in. His gun jams. He lights a flare. You are know, like, what the fuck is he going to do? Drops it in a box of dynamite. Blows himself up. Readily available. Well, doesn't blow himself up. They do like a CGI Mark Boone flipperoo. He like flips around backwards, which is fucking unnecessary. So he survives somehow this dynamite. The dynamite was under his feet. Just an FYI. Yeah. Yeah. He's standing over it and drops the flare into it to kill himself and the vampires. He survives. And it would have leveled half of the town. Oh, yeah. This is the only time in Hollywood history that they undersold an explosion. A box of dynamite. You know what? You're right. <laughs> Blow You're out right. the front windows. <laughs> Meanwhile, every other movie, if you shoot a car's gas tank, it fucking blows up the block. <laughs> fucking unreal. But Mark Boone Jr. survives only to get his head crushed by Marlo and barely crushed. Can we be real? Like, if you're going to save this scene for Mar- for Bo's death, give him the, like, the grape stomp. Yeah. Should be like a watermelon exploding. Yeah. Instead, Marlo, like, presses it and you hear a crack, which is gross. For sure. But that's it. And then he takes it off and Marlo's fucking dead. Anyway, we go back to the police station and this woman is there and she says, well, now there's six of us. I can't believe there's that fucking many. And I can't believe how many there must have been prior to that. I wasn't keeping count, but that's nuts. 12 people have died. How many characters do we have in this fucking movie? 
By the way, none of these people matter. They just none of them. She's like, oh, good thing the the strong six are here. Who are you? I've never seen you. Fucking insane. Um, that that sent you a message about that new Disney movie, The Naughty Nine. Yes. Can, can I just talk about Danny Glover for a second? Talk, talking about sleepwalking through a role. Danny Glover is playing Santa Claus, and he doesn't show up until the last ten minutes. And I think I said, but honestly, like Bernie Lomax, Santa Claus, <laughs> like just being propped up by two elves, like barely conscious, delivering any lines, and it, he is so uninterested in board being in this movie. It, Honestly, unbelievable. And then the movie ends with them like naughty nine to nine kids who snuck into the North Pole, like get their names off the naughty list. Oh, okay. Ends with them going back to their hometown. The main kid getting called to the principal's office. Principal's first walks in. Just see, you see fucking Danny Glover. Like, it was a recognizable thing wearing a big stupid hat. And he's talking to it like this is the principal that he normally talks to. And then Danny Glover just turns around in the most catatonic state and be like, it's me, Santa, and I need the naughty nut. <laughs> like, the, the most shittiest cliffhanger reveal I've ever seen. Is that how the movie ends? That's how the movie ends. Sets up for a sequel with him saying that. Dude, 77-year-old... <laughs> 77-year-old what? Danny Glover. <laughs> it's yeah. nuts. 77 years old. Just, you know, you don't need to do this. No, he didn't. <laughs> well, I'm glad somebody watched The Naughty Nine. I don't I, recommend it. I'm whatsoever. sure Danny Glover also appreciates somebody watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, where are we? Oh. We get another monologue from a guy who's turning into a vampire at the fucking police station about being a drunk driver. His family was killed by a drunk driver. Just chewing the scenery here. Dude, dude, I forgot about this guy. Are you kidding me with how much dialogue that they gave this guy? Talk, dude, again, you have a two-hour movie. Trim it all, baby. Cut that guy out. Leave him on the chopping block. As mentioned prior... We don't know who the fuck these people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my emotional investment into this guy's story was non-existent. It, it, less it, than zero. It, it could not be measured. We did. Josh kills him. Anyway, we go to day 27. <laughs> we cut to day 27 where we find out Billy, a guy we thought was fucking dead, or I thought was dead is alive in his house and he's killed his whole fucking family. And we get another monologue about why he killed he did his it to family. save them from a more painful death from vampires, which by the way, he's fine. So maybe, maybe he jumped the gun a little bit. He's fine. And then there's fucking six other people. That's fine. I think even one of his lines is like, well, I guess I should have probably sent them over to you. Yeah. <laughs> guess I could have waited a little bit. <laughs> And also, I mean, it's not hilarious, but it is hilarious because he's like, I killed them and then I was going to kill myself, but my gun jammed. <laughs> so bleak. It's fucking nuts. Anyway, very bad acting by Josh there. That, that's where Josh exposes himself. He actually tries to act in that moment by being emotional and it's like, oh, 
Yeah, you don't do that. Don't don't do please, that. Please don't. stop. Please stop doing that. Just go back to sleeping. He woke up in the middle of that one scene, and they rock. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can the use it. Cast yeah. yeah, he's been so good about sleepwalking. <laughs> <laughs> They've given him a vampire schedule. Tricked him by being like, "Yeah, you uh, sleep during the day. <laughs> We're shooting at night." These, so we now we have Billy, we got Stella, and we got Josh, and they're gonna go to this thing called a Utilidor. I guess it's like a power plant. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So like it's, it's a sewage treatment plant with power that so stays on the grid. Sick. So they want to go there, but then they find a girl roaming the streets. Which how is anyone even alive? A little girl supposed to be alive? Like, what are we doing? Stella goes and saves her. The guys get attacked by vampire Arvin. <laughs> There's a scene where Mar it cuts to a scene of Marlo just rubbing blood all over his face and going, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> Idiotic. But vampire Arvin is here. He bites Billy's fucking arm off, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But they, oh, yeah. And, and they toss Arvin into a, a chipper easy, very easily. And that chipper has a name, and I think it was called like the muffin machine. <laughs> They, they like announced it in the first scene in the movie. They're like, go check out the old muffin machine. What the fuck does that mean? They toss him into the chipper. He's dead. But now we have to deal with Billy, who is obviously turning into a vampire. Now, if you're like me, you watched a real decapitation on the internet, probably around age 16. <laughs> this isn't an alarmingly realistic decapitation. I really didn't like watching it. It was it was just like the fucking videos, and I hated every second of it. And I was like, oh. Somebody else was young during the Iraq war, I see. Jesus. Well, that's when those videos came no, I, out. I, I, yeah, yeah, fucking I'm nuts. Aware. Watching them with you. but <laughs> I love those memes that's like me at the, me at the, me at the family dinner table after just watching a beheading video on Ebon's <laughs> world. <laughs> Those memes fucking kill me. Because it was fucking true. We would do that and then like come out. Like, chill, dude. Chill, chill. I know. I hope my I son never sees that shit ever. Because you just like, it just lives with you for the rest of your life. You're just like, huh. That's yeah. what that looks it like. <laughs> creep into your mind at the worst time. <laughs> yeah. Thought you, you thought just randomly think that. about it. You're like, huh? Yeah, I remember that. Fucking PTSD. For sure, dude. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Josh does that to his best friend. Then Josh sees Stella and the kid freezing under a car, but all the vampires are out, and the sun comes up tomorrow. the The vampires have also filled the streets with oil, because they're gonna burn the entire town down. And somebody puts together, some woman at the power plant is like, they're doing this to hide all the evidence. Dude, Im imagine being a vampire, being worried about being booked, having the stand trial. <laughs> evidence. They don't want any evidence that we existed. Hey, fun fact. Imagine, it's, it's the conspiracy behind the conspiracy, right? Like, you could just do this and let them go, let people be like, there's fucking vampires. And everyone will be like, okay. Sure, sure. But also, 
like people are going to return after these 30 days and, and see that your town has been obliterated. So like, what are you trying to cover up? Yeah. It's fucking weird. It's weird as fuck. But anyway, so that's what they've decided to do. The vampires need to destroy all the evidence. And Josh is, they light the town on fire and Josh is like, he'll kill her if she runs and she'll burns if she stays. So Josh does the only rational thing you can do in this scene, in this moment. He gets a hypodermic needle. He goes to Billy's decapitated body, which they haven't disposed of. It's just laying there. Perfectly preserved. Perfectly preserved. He takes a shot of blood out of there and he injects it into himself to turn into a vampire, which he does almost instantly. Very quick. And then just immediately walks outside to fight Marlowe. And now again, there's hundred fucking vampires watching this. Why wouldn't they just intervene and save their leader? And if you're going to say, you know, it's like some type of like, oh, the code, the yeah. code, like you got to let the, the somebody's challenge the leader, let them fight. That's not true because Marlo's about to die and everyone's like, get the fuck out of here and run away. <laughs> Look, runs away. They all fucking run. Fucking yeah. nuts. They all leave. They all leave. Their leaders getting by this fucking idiot who injected himself with vampire blood. A Rocky Five street fight <laughs> taking place between Marlowe and Josh Harnett. And it ends. And again, if you combine this ending with Mark Boone Jr., you've got a different movie. And I'm fucking loving every second of it. Because Marlowe dives mouth open at Josh Harnett to attack him. And Josh Harnett Puts out his fist. Puts out his fist. He doesn't even punch him. He just puts his fist out. It goes into Marlo's mouth and blows out the back of his fucking skull. <laughs> Highlighting that he doesn't even punch him is, is so fucking funny. It doesn't even wind up. It just, just, just goes out. It just out. Laziest. <laughs> but yes, you're right. If that happened and all of a sudden Bark Boone Jr. comes in his bulldozer playing some. Dude, you had Rob Zombie score this, playing some 70s rock anthem as Bark Boone rolls up. Totally different. You're all in. Yeah, no. Yeah, Mark Boone shows up, is like, get the fuck it. He's just like, he's just got some like soot on his face from the dynamite blast. <laughs> <laughs> you could leave the dynamite blast in. Dude, he's smoking a cigar. Dude, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> TNT by ACDC is playing, like rolling up on his, on his killdozer. Fuck. With the whole crew on board. Missed opportunity. <laughs> Everyone's alive. Lighting, lighting a fucking cigar with the end of a dynamite stick and then like throwing it out as he drives oh, away. Blowing up. Yeah, blowing He's up. Blowing the up the town even more. Because yeah. <laughs> it's Missed TNT. opportunity. Dude, the movie credits roll as it's like that. Oi. Oi. Fuck, dude. I would have loved it. That would have been five stars. That's a fucking movie. Start making movies. Uh, Dude, I know. I know. That scene would be the most iconic scene in horror if you just did it. And you might as well, because you did a bunch of weird shit anyway in this movie that made no sense. Fuck it. Fuck it. Just end it like that. Just fucking. 
a complete tonal shift of a vampire. Yeah, yeah. A vampire's skull getting punched out and then Mark Boone rolling up. But like yeah, that gave it to me. That's my issue with the movie was because like you had several different tones in it and it would be interrupted by like Mark Boone Jr. using a kill dozer. And you were like, oh, that's fucking weird. Or Josh Harnett punching a vampire's skull, blowing his, the back of his skull out with his fist. Fucking insane. That does not fit the tone of the rest of the movie. Like, Compare that to the scene of them sitting in the attic and people are just screaming in the streets. They're, they're, their neighbors are being slaughtered in the streets. You're just sitting there being like, what the fuck is this? Like, how do we even fucking survive this? We got 30 days. <laughs> then at the end, he's just blown skulls out, injecting vampire blood into himself. Which, again, like two days ago, like, hey, I don't know if vampires are real. And now he's like, hey, I have to inject my friend's contaminated blood into my blood so that I could fist fight the vampire leader and, and win. All right. Conspiracy theory. No. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. What, I don't know what I'm saying. Fan theory. Josh Harnett injects the blood. He actually gets blood poisoning and dies on the spot and the rest of it is just his last. Oh, so, so the ending, the town's done. <laughs> yeah. Josh, just Josh injects the blood and fucking dies on the spot from blood poisoning. Uh, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> the whole vampire punching a skull out is just his like left, like the DMT in his brain. Like last yeah, yeah. vision. Okay. It's like, I, I, I saved the town. And everyone's watching on like, oh my God, why did he do that? Why did he think that would work? <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so that's the end. Josh kills him and the other vampires just leave. Uh, Bella holds Josh as he burns, burns slowly, agonizingly <laughs> slow. <laughs> for us, not for him, not for the person burning, for, for me watching him. You know, like when you light a piece of paper on fire, but it's like the shittiest, you know, fire. Yeah, yes, slow yeah. burn. Being held by his wife, who hates him, and asked for a divorce, and tried to leave the island just to avoid him entirely. So, it's just kind of fucking nuts. Yeah, not a fan. Nuts movie. <laughs> not a fan. Thirty days of night. Two stars. Two? I think so. Yes, two, I get it. Yeah, two, two, two and a half. See, I, I'm always like a little bit happier after we talk about it, but that's because we talked about Mark Boone Jr. Fucking. Uh, we I'm talked just about it. <laughs> so I'm like hyped on the movie right now. <laughs> For a fake ending we built. <laughs> Fuck. So two and, a, two, two and a half for, for allowing us to man, create that idea. And, and honestly, if you make movies, I know a few of you do. I know you, I know you do. I you know you're listening. This one's free to use. Well, actually, no, it's not free to use. Give me some money. But <laughs> I take that back. I got to register with the Writers Actor Guild. Let's collab. Let's, let's put it that way. I'll take a producer credit. Because that scene's going to put butts in seats. Fuck oh, yeah, it is. That seems going to put asses every 18 inches in that fucking theater. I'm going to be selling out theaters. People are going to be like, dude, do you know how that ends? The 30 Days of Night reboot? Fucking nuts. Somebody hit us up. Well, the first thing we do is secure the, the rights to TNT, the ACT. <laughs> and we'll build the movie around that. Dude, I, dude, 
No, the first thing is we secure Mark Boone Jr. Because Mark Boone Jr. would probably be like, I fucking know. I know a guy over at ACDC. I know one of the fucking roadies. And we'll get the fucking... They'll be like, Mark Boone Jr.? Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He can use TNT. Start with Mark Boone. He's a... He's a human network. He'll help us with everything. <laughs> Dude, also doing a reboot and only recasting. Or, or, or re- like a requel. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing back Mark Boone Jr. from the same role. <laughs> I would actually have him redo that first scene of him identically. What, wait, what, which first? Where he's just like changing the oil in his fucking car. And Josh Hart. Oh, I would, dude. I would, I would argue we keep everything about him identical, and then he just comes back at the end. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually fucking die. <laughs> oh, see, I thought I'd get him some more screen, a little more screen time. He's got to get. Some. We can give him some more. Yeah, we can give him more screen, but mostly everything. He could basically just be Josh Harnett and his old character. Doing <laughs> just Eddie Murphy playing all the clumps. <laughs> Wait, that, the entire, the entire that's a way better idea. <laughs> By the way, I love. I, I wish there was a way to see us in a pitch room trying to pitch this and then <laughs> spiraling into this. And they're like, you know, you almost had us at the beginning. Like, that was pretty fucking cool. The, Eddie Murphy, we'd be, Mark, we'd Mark. Be physically, physically removed. <laughs> You've now you've now decided to Eddie Murphy, <laughs> Mark Boone Jr. in this movie. Like what in 2023? What are you doing? <laughs> and Mark, the, 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 the Mark Boone Jr. is on speakerphone, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not. I wasn't aware of this. Play. <laughs> I'm not interested in doing that at all." Did <laughs> you think about? It? Playing Marlowe. Being in the attic, playing all of them. Trying to be quiet for the vampires. Just farting. And he's playing playing Marlowe also, the the lead vampire. (laughs) I'm sold on it. I I am too. We got a hit on our hands. I am too. I think it's great. So if you want, again, if you want to steal that idea, don't steal it. Do not pay us. Do not. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got Satan's Blade next week, Ghost Keeper, and then we got our Christmas show. Did we decide on Jack Frost or did we decide on doing something else? I thought I thought we decided on Jack Frost because we talked about the Keaton movie. Yeah. Yeah. I get these AI generated notes. I'm going to have to, I got to start posting those on the show Instagram because they're so fucking funny. The way they describe things. AI, we have this thing for some reason that tells us, it gives us AI-generated show notes. (laughs) For some reason, it was written in Joe's voice. It was like referring to me, and but saying we, right? So it'd be like, Sean did this. Sean said this. And then, (laughs) but it was like, Sean shockingly reveals his dad died and turned into a snowman. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. I fucking love those notes. They're so good. I also loved in the first one, in the it did the chapters, and it was like, Sean talks about an exciting day in Salem. 
when we were talking about the Hills of Eyes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> shocking reveal that your dad was killed and turned into a snowman. That, that would actually be the most shocking reveal anyone anyone could ever ever do. <laughs> so yeah, we got Satan's Blade, Ghost Keeper, and then Jack Frost to round out the month. And that'll be it for December, and then we're going to go into Serial Killer. We're going to do the Mark Boone yeah, Jr. series. All right. So, so did somebody messaged me today and, and reminded me that we claimed we were doing earnest, <laughs> earnest movies for serious. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know what? We can't go back on our word now. <laughs> I, uh... I I kind of want to. I, I kind of want to. I feel like people would not be thrilled about that serial killer. It's it's like our it's like our biggest it's like our biggest month every year. It's like our most downloaded episodes. And it's because we're finally covering like real shit. Cuz we can do yeah, iconic horror series or or directors. But behave. Ernest P. Worrell. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest Ernest back to school. It's slam dunk. Slam dunk Ernest. I, Ernest, I need to watch it. Ernest movies? I mean... <laughs> dude, they're fucking nuts. I'm trying to remember the ones I liked the most as a kid. It's Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Saves Christmas, and Ernest Goes to Jail. Oh my God. Anything after that... And speaking of Mar- like uh, Eddie Murphying it, this guy played a thousand characters in his own movie. Yeah, but they were but they were never on the screen together. All like not oh, that's, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest goes to camp is awesome. Okay, maybe you should rewatch it. Well, we are in January. <laughs> <laughs> I'm downloading all these tonight. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going past. Oh, Ghost he does play. Oh. Dude. No, you have to. <laughs> Did he play? He plays two in, in Ernest Goes to Jail. He's he's the hardened criminal and he's Ernest. Oh, dude. The hardened criminal like, version is the best. It's just a slick back hair. Just slick back hair and just like prolonged his, his underbite. Which is what he does for all of them. Wait. Here's all of his characters, and then we gotta end the fucking show. Edna Warhol, 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 Ernest P. Warhol, Ace Warhol. Wait, okay. <laughs> Edna Warhol is his wife. No, but this was Ernest only Warhol is married. It was only in the TV commercials that he started this oh. character with. <laughs> in the film series, Ernest has become a confirmed bachelor, living alone with his dog. You got Ace Whirl, a fighter pilot who served in the army. His relation to Ernest is unknown, though he is believed to be a great uncle. Believed to be. Like, there's a community that's like, well, tracking the genealogy. Our Aster Clement, Ernest's uncle, a wealthy college professor. Oh, he's the one with the fucking pipe where he's like, mm-hmm. Brag about his rich status and unusual intelligence was also one of Ernest's 
disguises in Ernest Saves Christmas. Bunny Jeanette Rogers, a slow-witted and confused sister of Ernest. Lloyd Rowe. These are all the characters he plays. Ernest's great uncle. An Appalachian mountain. <laughs> Auntie Nelda. I think this is the woman with the... Like, is the one in the, in the neck brace? Yeah, I think... Wait. No, I don't think it is. Wait. Neck? Auntie Nelda? Ernest. They don't even describe her as the one with the neck brace? Come on. Oh, no, she is. Yeah, I just pulled up the picture. Okay, so that's Auntie Nelda. Then you got Coy Whirl, Ernest's redneck brother who is stuck in the 1950s rockabilly mindset. <laughs> Billy, Billy Boogie Whirl, Ernest's cousin, a carny who operates the Scrambler at an amusement park. He speaks to his patrons in rhyming jive and dances to a disco beat. (laughs) Davy Whirl, Ernest's lightheaded great, great uncle, who is also a war veteran. Did Why anyone so think that Ernest levels? didn't give a fuck about these characters or think about them as much as they do? <laughs> Ernest was just like, eh, they're, they're all the same fucking thing. <laughs> give me a fucking costume. Wretch Warl, Ernest's great-great-grandfather, who was popular with women and had a girlfriend named Verna. Pa Whirl, Ernest's elder, elderly father, another World War II veteran. Who has politically incorrect views of the world. He is in Ernest Saves Africa. So that's probably not a good pair. Wait, it's called Ernest Saves Africa or, or Goes to Africa? What is it called? I don't know. Ernest Goes. No, Ernest. Ernest Goes to Africa. Okay. Um, Save, Ernest saving an entire continent would be something else. <laughs> Ma Whirl, Ernest's elderly mother, she's known to be a good cook. Reverend Phineas Whirl, a distant English-born ancestor of Ernest in Ernest Scared Stupid. We know about that one. Joe. Dingus Whirl. Who is a potato. <laughs> like an actual potato. <laughs> and Ernest seems and Ernest says came over during the potato famine and went on to become a yam magnet. <laughs> what a fucking joke. Dingus whirl. A potato. <laughs> anyway, so we'll do we'll find something better than that for uh, but I do want to do it for, yeah, we'll see. We shall see. By the time this episode drops, we might have a new piece of merch out. So check that out. The horrorshowstore.com. I got reminded by a, a very kind listener about something we mentioned during the thing episode. And I was like, fuck that. Cause dude, there was like, right before we launched the store, there was like four designs we set on the air and we were like, we have to make it. We have to make it. And I wanted yeah. to, and that was, that was one of them. And I was like, oh, yes. Like, so if you ever, if you ever hear us talking about a shirt idea, please send it to me so I can make it. Cause I, we don't know. And we are not going to look it up. 
even though we can make money off of it. It's just too much work for us. So anyway, do that. Uh, Patreon.com slash I hate horror. If you want to, if you want to do- donate to us, do that. If you want to support us, do that. We got the live shows. I think Joe's going to be doing some Christmas ones soon. I might yeah, do man. Christmas yep. one or two also. I got, I got some, let's do it. I got some specials. I got some specials. So I'd love to do that. And we also got the live show, of course. And we've been doing some solid bonus episodes lately on things we're watching. One thing I'm thinking, one thing I'm thinking, we should do our year-end wrap on Patreon, maybe. Okay. That horror. Cool. Horror-only year-end wrap. Okay. Because you've been watching them, right? I sure have. So maybe we, catch up. maybe we do that. And then also do an Ernest. Well, we got Ernest. We're going to burn through. We're going to, you know what? This is what we need to do because we would have done it anyway by ourselves. You know what I mean? Like burn through like franchises that, cause this is what I, this is what I've done. Like I, I got all the mission impossible yeah. movies. Cause I was like, I want to just watch them all. Yeah, yeah. I never watch them. I want to do all the earnest. We got to do all the Rambos still. Yeah. Yeah. And some other ones. Tango and Cash. Oscar. I'm big into Oscar. Oscar's my dark horse slime movie. I, I think you're going to regret that decision. <laughs> I think there's I'm a reason no one talks about it. <laughs> anyway, that's over at patreon.com slash I hate horror. We had a few good episodes that we just did. So check that out. I hate horror.com, the horror show store.com. Instagram at I hate horror and Joe, where can they find you? Instagram at 1985. And that is a wrap. Thank you all so much. Thank you to Joe. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. I do. Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced. The monster. Butcher and butcher and butcher and butcher and butcher and butcher.